Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the first YouTube episode of Bunker Boys. If you guys remember long ago in the days of only Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff, um, we tried this before, and then we rebranded, did something else. Uh, but after a month-long hiatus, uh, we had the birth of my son, just took a little break, and we decided to bring back Bunker Boys. So here's Slade and I are. Now uh, we're going to talk golf. This is just strictly a golf podcast, and so we're really excited to bring this back. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and we are excited to get underway today. Um, without further ado, let's first jump in and talk about our sponsors, as always. Um, still have Dubby. Uh, been there with us, uh, and we really appreciate them. Uh, so make sure you head over there, w.gg, use code JACKWAGON for 10% off of your order today. Uh, next, we want to talk about is we have our merch is live now. We did our spring golf launch. Uh, you can see the designs here. Uh, shirts, sweatshirts, hats, uh, tank tops, all different colors. Uh, we'll show you the website here in a little bit. Um, all different colors, styles for men and women. Uh, I've got a bunch of questions so far on Instagram and Facebook and stuff where we posted this. Um, make quite sure you guys the over there. You were yeah. quite the model for it too. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our photographer, Hannah, uh, for doing a great yep. job with that. Um, I, I could definitely do a better job modeling, but yeah, uh, head over. We have the link in our bio, uh, and all of our social medias are also on our YouTube head to our link tree, click on the Jack wagon sports merch. Uh, it'll take you over here. Uh, we'll walk you through the website just so you guys can see what it's like. Um, and, and so, again, you have everything here, all the different designs uh, that came in white and black. Uh, so that way we can put them on more uh, different color T-shirts and stuff. Uh, so make sure you guys check out anything that you want to get uh, we have on there. Um, so make sure you guys head over there and check that out now. Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and let's jump into this week's topics. Uh, first up, uh, we had the Valspar Championship last week. Not a lot of hype going into the tournament. You know, it's not the elevated event. Not, not a lot of talk about it going in. Uh, we had big names, Spieth and Fleetwood, were at the top of the leaderboard going into Sunday. Um, a lot of focus on, was on Shedek uh, as he was the one-stroke leader. Uh, and here comes Taylor Moore out of nowhere. Um, and so we're going to take a look here real quick, uh, and we're going to um, talk about kind of like the final sequence, final few holes here. Um, and so let's go ahead and do that uh, up here. Have had this ready. I'm a little rusty. It's been, it's been a couple weeks here. Uh, so here we're going to look at Taylor Moore. This is on 17. He's getting out of the bunker. Uh, he was not having a very good week getting up and down. Uh, gets a really good sand save there. This is on 18. He lagged it up here. Uh, a birdie would have given him the outright lead at this point. Uh, that leg putt right there puts him in position uh, to – he got par. Uh, this is Spieth back on 16 uh, where he drives it into the water. Uh, let me pause it right there because I just want to talk to you about this before we go on to the next highlight and talk more about this hole. Um, so if we look here, how far up he got, uh, it's kind of hard to see on the right side there. Um, I had to crop it, so hopefully it don't hit with a, a, a copyright strike. But um, <laughs> I, I understand what he was trying to do. He went to lay it up a little bit, and he wanted to push it far left. He just you know slice it and goes into the water. But I was I was texting our, our friend Sam while we're watching this because we're both sitting there pulling for speed. At that point, why wouldn't you just pull out the driver? Like in my mind, obviously, this is why I'm not a professional. Um, but seeing how far the three wood got him up through the water there, I would have just pulled out the driver um, and <laughs> tried to launch it the whole way over the water. Not that I don't think he could have made it either way. 
Uh, but I just want to get your thoughts on this moment here and, and kind of how you interpreted uh, Spieth uh, and, and what was it supposed to be a layup? Yeah, so I think that, like you had said, I mean, seeing where this was, where this got him, how far up in the water, you would think that you would just pull the driver out. I mean, uh, we've seen in recent years people like um, Justin Thomas, uh, Roy McIlroy, uh, when they're ahead or even close and they just keep playing the hole the same way they have all week. They're not going to change it. Um, I, I didn't go back and look, so I don't know. Did he play this this club choice all week, or did they switch it up? Because I feel like, I mean, you're you're worried about the way that you're playing if you're changing it up going into this hole. You should just play it the same right. way you played all week, you know. Um, but like you said, I mean, it just looking at the shot tracer, I mean, it, it's definitely the perfect line that he would have wanted to play had it been about, I don't know, 30 yards to the left. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but so he goes into the water here. He's somehow able to scramble and makes a long bogey putt here uh, that you're going to see. So he's able really to really clutched up. Yeah. Um, so he drops from tied to the lead down to one shot back. So he was able to stay in contention. Uh, this is Shenick on uh, 17, par save out of the sand. Jordan had a chance for birdie that would have put him right back up there, uh, there on 17. And here is Shenick's bad drive on, on 18. Um, he just had to put in the fair, but he had a one-stroke – or excuse me, he's tied to lead this point. Uh, he gets a par. Uh, he goes into a playoff, uh, and his drive goes way left. Taylor Moore's drive also went left, but as you see mm -hmm. here, he gets a tree. He walks up. And he, he, it kind of hits him in that moment that, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a long road if I have any chance. Um, you see the ejection. Get the left-handed club out. Yeah. So uh, Taylor Moore winds up your winner. Uh, let's go ahead and we're going to show you the leaderboard from this past week. Um, but still, a, a great overall tournament. It was a lot of fun seeing these guys like Taylor Moore, Adam Shenick, get themselves up there and compete with, you know, when you go into a Sunday – uh, and Jordan Spieth is in the final group. Tommy Fleetwood was in the next to last group. Um, when, when you're a rookie and you're going for your first win and you see these names like that, uh, it, it, it cannot be easy. Uh, and the fact that Taylor Moore was able to go out there and play so well, and Shedek really, in, in, in his own right, played really well up until those final few holes. He, he had his mistakes. Um, but th this is why we enjoy the events that are not those designated events. We get to see these guys who – don't always constantly have the spotlight on them. Uh, it's a lot of fun to sit there and, and watch these guys go out there and compete, especially, again, like I just said, against a guy like Jordan Spieth, who we know how good he can be. Um, and so, Slade, uh, just any more thoughts you have on the Valspar before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, going into Sunday, I would have thought that this is Jordan Spieth's tournament to win. I mean, um, I didn't really think that, I mean, I didn't think that Taylor Moore, especially with with the ball right next to the tree, him being a right-handed golfer, um, that he was going to have any chance at at doing anything with that, and and let alone get the win. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, I, I do think that we are going to have kind of these weekends now that they're elevating events and stuff like that, where not that there's like, I mean, obviously this one has Fleetwood speed. Uh, it had star power there. It's just, mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to have, it's like, oh, oh yeah, golf's on this weekend. Like, but it's not one of those big events though, right? Because right. like before it was like, yeah, there's the four majors, but there's also a couple of these other like staple tournaments that are must see. Um, now I feel like 
we're going to kind of run into this where it's like, oh, half the season is staple events. The rest of the half is like practice rounds. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I definitely get that thought. And what's concerning to me, too, is so we have elevated events this year, but it's the fields are necessarily limited. Um, mm-hmm. And next year we're going to go to 75 players, no cut, which I don't agree with. I'm not excited for. But I think that it'll help kind of put some more juice into these other events as well. Like, yeah, we're not always going to have the top players in the world, but it's going to mean so much more because these guys need to fight to get into that that top 75 FedEx Cup ranking uh, to be able to play the elevated events the next season. And that's that's kind of what has elevated these events as a whole this year so far as, as well um, is, you know, since it begins next year, these guys need to fight to make that, that top 75 cut in the FedEx Cup standing. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, um, and it adds – a little spice to everything. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's look over at our fantasy standings that we've been doing so far. Um, Nick, our, our friend here, is leading the way at 261 points after eight events. Slade, you're in second <laughs> uh, at 253, and I'm trailing at 241. Um, you were leading here the past couple weeks. And then, uh, of course, the one we go to talk about is when Nick. Uh, Nick and Sam, again, both pulled a winner. Um or they, they both tied for the win, and they jumped right. Slade and I. Um, but uh, without further ado, we have the WGC Dell Technologies match play this week. Uh, this will be the final World Golf Championship event as of now. Um, World Golf Championship has kind of gone away, and with the arrival of elevated events, the need for it has kind of died. Um, and so as of right now, there's no word of another match play tournament kind of style being played next year. Um, which is going to be sad to, to see it go. Um, but before we talk a little bit about that, let's look at our picks for this week. So the way we're going to do our fantasy this week is we're going to pick who we think is going to win each group. And as this is Wednesday, it's already begun. We've seen a lot of drama go down on day one. We'll talk about it here in a little bit. Um, but we're going to tell you who we are, who we thought would win each group. Um, and then when everything resets Friday night and we get our 16 people that have advanced, uh, and we get the bracket, we're going to do a March Madness-style bracket challenge. Uh, so, Slade, we'll start with you. Uh, let's go ahead and and get your, your thoughts on who you think is going to win every group. Yeah, so um, Scotty Scheffler, I mean, it, you can't go wrong with him. Uh, I think that it, it's going to be really hard to count him out in any style of play. You have, like, uh, Kevin Kisner, who I had picked later on here, that is really good at these head-to-head battles. And then you have someone like, I don't know, uh, Rory McIlroy, Rory McIlroy or uh, John Rahm that are really good at the tournament style plays. Um, Scotty Scheffler just seems to be really good at both of them. I mean, he, uh, I think last year was his first time playing it. Is that correct? And he had made it to the semis, I thought. Um, yeah. But my, my big uh, pick is, is Ricky this week. Obviously, I'm just kind of, out on a win with him. I mean, he did get the win against Rom so far today, but um, with the other two that played against one another having, um, it's going to make it a little difficult because he could lose to one of them and then they're automatically, that person's ahead of him already then, you know. Um, Rory, easy pick. Uh, Patrick Cantley, uh, that one was I was a little weary on, but I went with him because I think that he's going to start to turn it on here. Um, I think that he's kind of had that middle of the tournament, like, kind of play style the past couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm waiting for him to kind of, to break out. Um, Kevin Kisner, like I said, I mean, the dude is like, I, I think I read the record. He's somewhere in like the twenties or thirties 
eight and two at this style of play. So he's, he's only lost eight times um, out of like 40 times of playing this, this style of play. Um, Xander Shoffley has just been really uh, a go-to guy. It seems like for all of us, when it came to picks aside from you, George, I think that you're probably the only one that hasn't picked him multiple times, just in our fantasy in general this year. Um, Will Zalatoris, Victor Hovland, Jason Day, Tony Finau, Matt's, Matt, Fitpa- Matt Fitzpatrick, geez, tongue twister. Um, I picked them mainly just because I didn't really like the names of the other guys within the bracket. Um, but it's going to kind of come to, to to bite me in the butt because Hatton, who I thought that was going to be a, a away winner, ended up losing his opening game today against Griffin. Um, but I just kind of went with these guys, and I'm hoping that I'm able to get lucky because Nick has now pulled out a lead. And last year when this happened, he just rode off into the sunset. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like doing the hot wind challenge twice. So, yeah, I definitely need to pick it up here. I'll go over my group winners here. Uh, Scotty Scheffler picked him. Uh, as of right now, he's only one up. Uh, so he's struggling with Davis Riley. Um, but, again, it just – with. He won this tournament last year. He's he's playing really good golf right now. I mean, really for over the last year, he's been playing amazing golf. Uh, John Rahm, I thought that he would really thrive in this kind of situation. We see him usually do so well in the Ryder Cups, um, and I just figured he would bring that intensity. Uh, he he not, I don't want to say a down, you know, a couple months. I know he had the withdrawal from uh, definitely not a couple months, excuse me, but down last few tournaments. He had the withdrawal from the players. Um, hasn't won since the Genesis Invitational. Uh, and so he kind of wants to still prove that, hey, I am at the top of my game. This is why I'm, you know, always fighting for one and two in the world. Um, but shout out to Ricky Fowler for winning the match today. I, I, we were talking about before the show, Ricky needs to make the quarterfinals to be into the Masters this year. Uh, and as you and I are both huge fans of Ricky, that's what we want to see. Uh, and so, hey, if it works out that picking John Rom jinxes Rom and not Ricky, I will absolutely take that all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory, uh, we we heard him after he get, missed the cut at the players. Uh, he was going to go work on his driver, um, and he had showed up with a new shaft in it this week and a new putter. It's clearly working because he looked really good today. Uh, I, I think he is in tune. I believe he was playing at Augusta last week, but uh, I, I think he's ready to go. Uh, he's He said – when he missed the cut, the players, you know, this is the event he kind of uses. We hear Jordan Spieth allude to it earlier, too. Um, you know, the Masters is, is just a few weeks away. There's a lot of shot. There's a lot of shots out here that we can practice, situations we can put ourselves in where it's it's easier to do it here in a match play than it would be in, in a normal stroke play tournament where you got to worry about giving up, you know, so many shots. Whereas you can lose a hole and, hey, let's move on to the next one and, and you're okay. Um KH Lee, I went with uh, again. Uh, saw him at the President's Cup this year. Uh, really excited with how he played. Um, I did not see how he did today, though. Uh, I'll have to look that up here in a minute. But uh, I, I think he's my my dark horse to come out of that group. Uh, Max Homa, I, again, a player that has just been red hot the last few months. Uh, looked really good today. Uh, he went back and forth uh, with his playing partner, and then as, as it came down the stretch, just kind of pulled away. Um, then I went with Xander Schauffele, same reason as you. Uh, just been really consistent this year. Uh, he looked so good at the Sony Open before he – or um, uh, Sony. Sony. Um, I, I can't think of it. The very first tournament. 
uh, of, of the year um, out in Hawaii where he had the withdrawal. He looked good, uh, you know, only swinging 80% before he finally backed out. Uh, Zalatoris dropped one today. Uh, this was mainly just because I'm a big fan of his. Um, but again, you know, in the Walker Cup uh, and, and seeing him play this kind of style before, I thought he would have an upper hand. Victor Hovland loses today, um, so that's not great for my pick. Again, just somebody coming in from a heavy European influence where this match play style is a lot more popular, I would say, um, in tournaments and stuff. Uh, I, I thought he'd be more prepared. Morikawa looked really good today. Uh, his iron play, as always, is just so phenomenal. Um, Finau, again, looked good. Sahith Tagala lost his match today, um, so that didn't work out for me. Uh, Spieth looked really good. I think he clinched his on the 15th hole. Uh, Sam Burns, uh, Tyrrell Hatton, again, there was so much hype and talk about Tyrrell Hatton coming into this tournament about how well he is at match play, and he loses uh, first thing this morning. Um, and then Cam Young, uh, this is a, a golf course that really suits guys who can drive the ball super far and accurately, and that's what Cam Young does, and we saw it on display. Uh, I believe it's the 12th or 13th hole um, that a lot of guys were laying up and then attacking, and Cam Young just pulls out his driver. I think he hit it like six feet. Um, so he's just on another level, as always, with his driver. Uh, I went with Tommy Fleetwood here in my last pick as somebody who has been so good here lately. Uh, I thought he would continue that. Again, played before in Ryder Cups and, and in this kind of situation before. Um, I, I thought he would. And there's still two we days. Both thought. Yeah, there's two <laughs> days to bounce back, but he he drops one today. Um, I looked it so, up for you though. KH Lee, he uh, he lost to Harmon three and one earlier. Um, before uh, I just want to talk about some surprising scores that we've seen so far. Uh, obviously, the first is JJ Spawn beating Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, five mm. and three. Um, and so that's it's not just that's a it, whooping. Yeah, it's not surprising. You're going to see upsets, but I, I wouldn't have predicted in my wildest dreams that Matt Fitzpatrick would lose five and three. Uh, and That's then had... what I would have thought Rom would have beat Fowler today <laughs> with the way Fowler's played for two years, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the other one I wanted to talk about or, or just point out was uh, Sung J.M., um, who cruised his victory, and now I can't find it. Uh, I just had it pulled up here. Where was it? Uh, they're uh, eight and six over Maverick McNeely. Um, so Sung J M absolutely put it on McNeely today, uh, winning six holes early up eight strokes. Um, just quick insane. day, quick day at work. Yeah, uh, he, he was up, I believe, um, five through nine, and then mm-hmm. he went up six through ten. So uh, just absolutely insane stuff uh, to watch there. Um, but as we alluded, or as I alluded to earlier, this will be the last year. Um, of match play, and, and so we are kind of sad to see it go. Oh, I am sad. I just want to get your thoughts on it, uh, Slade, about yeah, the, this, I, this being the oh, last sorry. year. Um, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed, and I mean, I think that maybe it's not a big money maker for them because it's just such a different style of golf compared to what they play every other weekend. But mm-hmm. I think that if their goal is to compete and and have the guys have fun, sort of like what Liv is like proposing towards the players like oh come over here you get to have fun you get to play whenever you want only a few times a year and we'll pay you a bunch of money um i think that at least doing a tournament like they're doing this weekend each year is a way for everyone to have fun and like i mean uh rom just watching rom and fowler today like they're both out there having a good time like 
chuckling back and forth. Fowler's ball was completely plugged in the sand. And Ron came over and looked at it and was like, yeah, that sucks. And then he gave him, he told him he could drop it instead of hitting it out of the plug. Like it is just, it is. And then he ended up doing that and then it ends up biting him in the butt. Ron was up too at that time. And then it yeah. comes back, you know, it's just, it's just fun to see. And you get to see their personalities a lot more and stuff. So it's just interesting to see. Um, it, it's, it's, it offers a different look at golf. I mean, you know, when we go to the golf course, there's all kinds of different ways for us to play and stuff like that. Different games, different ways that, that we could play if like two or three people go to the golf course. Um, for these guys, it's the same way every single weekend. This is yeah. the one tournament that they get to play that offers a different way of playing. It switches it up and it's a little fun for them. Um, so I'm kind of disappointed in that aspect to see that they're not going to be playing this yeah. going forward. Um, it, I, I understand why there's some concerns about this uh, from especially like a sponsorship side uh, mm-hmm. like Dell Technologies. Um, and it, it, you get these hospitality suites for everybody and especially on like a Saturday or, or a Sunday uh, when you're cutting the field down so much more so Sunday than anything, um, because there's only four golfers on the course on Sunday, um, you know, you, you pay a lot of money for these suites and you, you see golf for maybe 15 minutes. Um, and so I, I get a lot of those concerns, but like you said, it, it's such a refreshing change of pace to have a tournament like this, uh, where these guys can come in and, and we get, like you said, um, we get to see their personality a little bit more. We get to see a lot more, uh, you know, gamesmanship of, of guys, you know, conceding putts, not conceding putts, and the, the head games that goes into that, it, it leads into the, the game within the game. Um, but it, it's such a nice refresher as compared to, okay, we're going to show up to this place this weekend, where here's four days of just the, the same, you know, exact tournament, you know, uh, mm-hmm. same style all the way through. Um, that's why I also kind of like the Zurich Classic a lot. It's, a, you know, a team event, again, just mixes it up a little bit, and it's something different than just the same old, you know, tried and true. Um, I, I hope this is something that comes back in the future. I, I believe uh, Jay Monahan said it's not in the cards for 2024. Uh, we'll have to wait and see when that schedule comes out. What is, you know, going to replace this? Uh, I also hope that even if they don't do this match play, they come back to Austin, uh, the Austin Country Club. This is a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Uh, ridiculously hard, some of these holes in, in Water hazard, it almost looks like an ocean next to some of these fairways. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact hole, but uh, I think it's 11, uh, 11 or 13, where it's just water the whole way down the, the left side of the fairway. Um, it, it's beautiful and it's super challenging, but it's a lot of fun to watch as well. So I hope they do bring something back here at least. Question. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I guess two things. First off, the people that are like saying about the boxes and stuff like that, I mean, if you're buying a weekend pass, for, or you're if you're like renting out this box for the weekend, you're getting a whole extra day of golf. So I, yeah. I don't think that they have any reason to complain. They started on Wednesday this week. Usually it's Thursday to Sunday. I understand there's only four people out there, and if you buy a box at like the 18 hole, whatever it is, you know, and and you get to see the dudes hit that hole once. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a little difficult, but um, I mean sometimes they might even not might right, not even go up to that hole. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, the, the other thing, um, I think you and I talked about it last year when this tournament happened, but. Is this the course that the University of Texas plays at as their home course? Because I think that we had talked about when Scheffler was going here that him and yeah. Jordan Spieth both would have an upper hand having played at this course multiple times through school. I don't te- I don't think Texas plays here. Um, I, th- I think Texas has its own facility down the road. Okay. Just, I, I think just being in Austin, I'm sure mm-hmm. they probably had like tournaments and stuff here before. I couldn't um, remember. I know that we had talked about this last year and that 
it was where they both went to school. Like they had been in this area, probably played it multiple times. Um, yeah. But obviously. I mean, I honestly wouldn't be surprised with both of them being, or I believe um, Scheffler's from Dallas. And I know that's not technically his home course, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're like members here or even honorary mm-hmm. members and they just get to go play whenever they want. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a really awesome course and I would love to see them again. Match play is cool, but if we can at least bring in a normal four-day, uh, you know, stroke tournament here, I would really like to see that. Just because this is such a, an awesome place, I think Austin, Texas, is an awesome place to host a PGA event. If the PGA, you know, can, wants to continue to grow, get more outside eyes on the, the sport of golf and on its product, I think going to Austin, um, or you know, we I know we go to Dallas uh, for you know the Charles Schwab and stuff, but I think Austin would just the youth movement that's going on there, like we make fun of it called hipsters, but I, I think that's the, the kind of demographic that if the PGA wants to continue to grow, this is what we need to target. This is what we need to bring in. Um, and I, so I think they definitely need to stay in Austin and Austin country clubs a perfect place to do it. Um, so that wraps up our PGA talk. Another thing we're going to do here on bunker boys going forward uh, is we're going to bring you what we call growing our game. Um, and, and so we're going to talk about, uh, all different things from like tips that we we learned that we want to pass on to you, the lessons that we've taken, experiences that we've had with you know we go out and play around or you know on our own, um, and not just that, but things that and what we're going to talk about today is uh, how we want if we could start all over again at the beginning um, with, with our you know golf career so to say, um, how would you go back and change it and what would you do differently introducing yourself to the game of golf? Um, so Slade, I'll start with you. Um, first things first, how would you go back and reintroduce the game of golf to yourself in, in high school? Yeah. So I think first thing I would do is a lot of driving range and I mean, sounds goofy, but putt-putt courses. I mean, yeah. uh, just that in general. I mean, I think that I originally would just go out and pay to play 18 holes, having not gone to the driving range, not gone to the even uh the practice putting uh area and stuff like that at the course just show up first hole start swinging into the woods um (laughs) i think that it would have benefited a lot more to just go to the driving range and be like okay today i'm just going to work on hitting the driver straight then the next time like okay i'm just going to work on getting the irons see how far i hit each iron you know right um and then with putts like okay let's see like um do you yeah you post these videos uh like you have posted videos of of your your six foot putt thing just Mm -hmm. keep practicing the different distances and stuff and then when you go to the course when we had done the jack wagon classic um you had done your little practice thing where you set the tees up like three feet away from the hole couple at each one and you try and make those all in and then once you do that you move back a little farther from each area um i think just those little practice techniques of just doing that and not playing 18 holes for like probably a whole year would have benefited so much because um, it's a lot harder if you're going to the first hole because the first hole at, um, uh, what's it called? The cheap ass place. Meadowbrook. Uh, Meadowbrook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The first hole there is just wide open and down to the right. So like, I mean, it, it would be hard to not hit the fairway on that. Yeah. You're either hitting the fairway or you're hitting the parking lot. Um, and so it, it's, it's a little hard because you go from that to then like a real thin area. So it's kind of hard to like 
really know how your drives are going because if you hit the trees on the second or third hole wherever you're at like i mean you you might not have shanked it you might have shanked it It just depends on the hole and like at that point starting out you don't know anything really um aside from you've watched shot tracers of tiger woods or rory mcelroy or jordan spieth and you see they're like oh wow they did this and like whatever i don't think i'll ever be able to hit a drive like them where they're kind of like jumping up with their feet at the end like you see like <laughs> especially with Scheffler when they show his slowed down um but yeah I think that just practice in general I didn't do any practice to start uh yeah. my practice was week off um yeah. but yeah I, I think that just practice uh then moving up to par three courses and just focusing on short game basically because I mean you can go to a par three course with a pitching wedge and putter and basically play the whole course right. um which would have benefited a lot um but yeah, I didn't do that. I just started doing that last year. So, I mean, I'm still trying to get to that point. Um, I think that is where I would start out with is just practice instead of just going 18 holes. What about you? Yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, for those of you that don't know, I don't think anybody knows this, but Slade started playing golf because I was playing with my dad. And I was like, oh, you should do this. So we literally drove to Dick's. He bought like a starter Callaway set or port hot flight set out of the box. Mm-hmm. We drove to our local municipal golf course and went out and just played 18 holes. Uh, like he said, there was no introduction to it or anything that we just started playing. Um, my introduction to golf was my dad was playing with his boss and he said, this is something we're going to start doing on Saturday and Sunday mornings. And I said, okay. Uh, and so we started going at it. I got a hand-me-down set. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I would definitely practice a lot more. I, I would want to go to the driving range. Um, I, I don't think if you want to go out and start playing holes, um, like uh, our friend Jesse, we were talking about this last year. He's like, I don't think I've ever played a full 18 yet. And he's been playing for a little bit now. Um, it, and he's like, I just get tired of it. And I feel like that's something that we dealt a lot with too. Is, and especially for us being so competitive, wanting to be so good at a sport, not used to being, you know, bad at, at something uh, and being bad at it for so long. When we first started out, we would, you get the whole 13. You're like, dude, this sucks. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, and, and then you get you know, in your head mentally and it just makes everything 10 times worse. Um, so I, I would definitely say if, if, if I would go out and, and play holes again, pay for nine the first time or the first couple of times. If you only end up playing six or seven, you're not going to lose that much money. Uh, but, you know, don't sit there and feel like you, you spent money to play nine holes. You don't have to go out there and play on nine. If your brain is just mentally done, if you're physically tired, if you just want to stop playing golf, you know, there, there's nothing – saying that you signed up for this, you need to play all 18. Um, and so, because th- there are a lot of part three courses, but maybe not everybody has one. Um, so th- I think that would be a good alternative too to playing, uh, like you said, the part three course. I think that would be uh, a really good starting point as well. Um, I would definitely get fitted a lot earlier too. Not necessarily right at the start. Like, I mean, you, if you don't even know. I think, really- I, I think that this also fits into your height along yeah. with Nick's height um it the fitting would have definitely worked out way better for the both of you had you been playing with clubs that were four giants um <laughs> like like the Dick Sporting Goods clubs that I bought they're the same uh, relatively close to the same club size at least mm-hmm. that I would be fitted for if I went somewhere but for you guys it's a big difference yeah your guys's form is completely different cuz you're leaning over for these short ass Dick Sporting Goods clubs yeah <laughs> But yeah, like and and not just uh, fitting too, but uh, you know, take a couple lessons. I mean, a lot of places sell four pack of lessons. It's a, it's it's an hour long. Um, 
I would definitely go do that. You just you understand so much more. Uh, you learn a lot about the physics of your, of your game. Like I've been talking uh, with Sam, who's basically been my you know golf coach. I, I call him in our group text, but um, I'll send him a video. I'm like, okay, like I know this doesn't look right. I doesn't feel right. What should I do differently? Like for my entire lifetime, I have just sliced my driver dead right. And everybody's like, oh, you got to move the ball up in your stance, move it up, or you know, try a strong grip with your hands. And I'm like, okay, and I keep doing it. And it, every once in like 20, 20 drives, I'll hit it straight. I'm like, okay, but every other time, I'm I'm still slicing it dead right. And finally, I sent him a video last night. I was like, my my club face is wide open as I'm coming down, so my ball's here, and then my club face is coming in like this. I'm like, this is why I'm driving it. So I finally, I, I took a screenshot of the video. I'm like, why am I doing this? And here, and this would probably work for you too. I'll pass this little tidbit on to you. Um, we grew up playing baseball, and, and so I have always swung my clubs like a baseball bat, and it never clicked in my head. And he's like, "So as a, when you take your, your your swing back naturally, and I had you know my grip like this, and I I have a spare driver shaft now because I put a new shaft on because the, the guy when I got fitted said that's what I needed." Um, and so when I, I took it back and I just brought my hands back slow, my hands were naturally turned back. So that's going to open your face. And Sam's like, you got to go ahead. You got to push your, your trail arm. Like that's going to, it needs to, you're trying to touch your arms basically is what he said. Mm-hmm. And I tried a couple swings at that. And like, as you're coming back down, I'm pushing my, my right arm forward a little bit more. And I started noticing my club face is closing. I was like, holy shit, freaking 10 years of playing golf and I, I get frustrated. I'm at this point getting ready to sell my driver and just never use it again. And and here it's just something that simple. So I would definitely say either A, get a lesson or B, get a friend that knows, you know, that the game of golf more so than I did when I introduced you. And even Nick, Nick, I just gave him my old clubs and I said, Hey, let's go play. Mm-hmm. Um, the last tip I would give myself or to anybody that's new to the game of golf Um don't follow every single, you know, TikTok or YouTube page that just talks about golf uh, because, and I've noticed it here a lot too. I, I think social media is ruining golf for new people uh, because, you know, you can scroll your for you page and five out of 20 videos is somebody saying, Hey, this is what you need to do to fix this, but they're not going to sit there and tell you, well, this is why. And, you know, it's only going to work for, you know, some people like this and, I just think there's there's too many voices giving way too many different opinions uh, for, you know, advice that's not going to work for every single person. Uh, you know, I, I will say there's been a lot of advice on there that, yeah, that that's great. But I, I just think you need to – I would follow, like, one person and say, okay, this is – I'm going to follow you, going to get your advice. Um, and if you see outside advice, hey, go try a couple things. But just try to limit the voices is what I would say, you know, from, from different – you know, social media people and stuff. And if you get your own coach, follow your coach. Don't worry about, you know, what, what all these other guys are saying so much on social media. I think that's a big reason why I, I feel like I'll start working on something. I'll see a different video. I'll start working on this. Uh, and so I, I think that'll help a lot too, is limiting those outside voices. Um, so for this week's episode, uh, let's go ahead one more time. Remind you, W.GG. Head over there and use our code JackWagon for 10% off your order. Uh, that'd be really awesome if you guys could do that. And as always, we're going to show you the merch one more time. Make sure you go check this out. The link is in our bio. Add it, add it to the stream, please. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the link is in our bio. Hats, shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops. We got it all. Men's and women's, all different colors, not just black and white. Uh, so we'd really appreciate if you guys went over there and checked that out. 
Uh, thank you guys for bearing with us uh, this episode. It's our first one back. We've still got a, got a lot of stuff to work out. Uh, it's been a month off, but uh, we appreciate you guys checking us out. We will see you in the next video where we're going to talk all about uh, the aftermath from the Dell Technologies match play and get you ready for the Valero Texas Open. And after that, it is the Masters Week. Uh, so we're going to have a big show for that as well. Quick question. Uh huh. You saw today. Who's your pick to win this weekend? I think I'm still going to go with Scheffler. I, I, I'm, I'm still going to go with Scheffler uh, until just with how consistent he's been. Obviously, he was so good here last year, even when he was making bad shots. Uh, you know, he, he was still able to, to pull out a win. Uh, my second place, and I'm going to keep putting hope in him, and he's going to keep letting me down, and I, I said it this week when he did it, um, Spieth, just with how good he looked today alone, um, again, and we talked about it, these guys from Texas, they've, they've had to play here multiple times. Um, I, I think, and I believe since I, I saw the stat today, uh, since 2009, he's accrued the most points, uh, FedEx Cup points in the state, of, like at tournaments Crazy. in Texas and stuff. Um, so obviously he, he loves his home state. And so I, I think just being there was going to give him a little bit more of a boost. I did not look to see if he's playing next week, but we'll talk about that. Um, but I will say, and I, I hate bringing this up because it's going to jinx him even more than I already do. Um, but he, the last two years, he's won on Easter Sunday. This year, the Masters will conclude on Easter Sunday. So, Last question for you. Yeah. Um, I, I did see that set. I was going to bring it up next week. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, Ricky doesn't make the quarters to auto bid himself into the Masters. I'm I'm going to say no because You're breaking I, my heart. You're I breaking don't want to jinx him. Okay, I like. See, I like Jor- Jordan's in. So I I'm, I can say yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jordan's going to win, but I I want to see Ricky at the Masters so bad. I'm not going to sit here and say Ricky's going to win. I'm not right, going to go out there and put money on Ricky. Because as we saw last week, I, I put money on Shenick, Fleetwood, and Spieth, and no money on Taylor because I was like, oh, he's two strokes back. He, he's you out. had the other four of the top five, though. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was it. But, yeah. So <laughs> there, there we are. Uh, but, yeah, that'll do it for our show this week. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.